20 minutes a day, 365 days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. Welcome into the Thursday edition of the Pack a Day Podcast. I'm Steve Furhatch. I am joined, as always, by Dusty Evely, Sarah Kelleher. What's going on, guys? Nothing. Listen to the storm Nothing. outside and Nothing. hoping I don't lose internet. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that would be bad. Yeah. It's almost like Sarah dealt with that and then she just I, uh, put, us, put us on her on her phone and just did it anyway. I'm, so. I'm the one who records the whole thing? Is part Ooh. That's part of the problem? True. We need Dusty. So... We know what happened last time. Yeah, you still had a show. You still had we a did show. It. That was great. You still just, had a show. Just took yeah. a <laughs> We recorded a huge video file, and Andy replied, goes, what WTF? Sorry, <laughs> WTF, where, where did you record this? That was a pretty positive <laughs> the comment of, like, what did you guys do? But it's worked. We made it. Mm-hmm. it. It did work. We did okay without Dusty. We don't want to do it again because, you know, it's, it's a good combination for the three of us to be together. Mm-hmm. Dusty's an ass. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sarah, you know, provides outstanding commentary. And then I just kind of reel us all in. So, mm. Speaking of Dusty, Hi. how was your birthday? Ah, ah, Sarah, come on. Delightful. <laughs> it was delightful. I had a good day. I went and saw Midsummer by myself on Monday, the day before my birthday, and then my birthday, I didn't leave the house until I went out uh, drinking with my family that night. Just, just a lovely couple of days. Thank by you. By the way, um, saw the picture of your entire family, mm. and holy crap, you all look alike. And I oh, know, yeah? it's fa- I, I know it's, I know it's family and everything like mm. that. But oh my god, like I saw, it's, you guys all have the exact same smile, which was. Very cool, but also a little creepy in the same maybe way. A, maybe a little off-putting, but we're all, I mean, the one thing you left out, Steve, we're all very good-looking. Oh, we're all absolutely. very good-looking people. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're the worst of the group, but... That's not true. You um, know that's not true. Nah, I can't. You're not, you're not going to hear me say that. So what do you got? A couple of brothers? I've and got, uh, yeah, there's five of us. So, yeah, I've got, it's, uh, it's, I've got three brothers and a sister. And then in the picture, uh, my, um, my sister's husband is there as well. Oh my gosh, I just looked it up. I know, they all look the same. Mm. Yeah, holy cow. Yeah, good looking. We're very good looking, that's right. Well, good for you. Good for you, Dustin. I was going to go more to the smart-ass, like, jackassery kind of comments Mm -hmm. for your birthday, but, uh, you know, happy birthday to you. Thank you. It's not every day you turn 47 years old. How dare you. Good job. 46, 46. Dude, I mean, I, I see like the shave, the bald head. I just assume, I assume it's like you're in your mid four, mid to late forties. So I'm this is my, I just entered my last year of my thirties. I just turned 39. So it's all, it's all downhill from here. So it's not the case. You're not. Okay. No. Yeah. Late I just look 30. terrible. I just look real bad. <laughs> it's because you drink every day and watch stupid, stupid movies. Good while movies. Podcasting. It's good movies. You won't believe what this clown is doing right now, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Go away, clown. <laughs> Packers-wise, there is not a lot going on at the minute, but we are we are getting close. This is kind of an exciting time. So we can the Pack Today podcast. We've been talking about in we have been tasked about talking about inside linebackers. So the super sexy group out of the entire defense. Mm-hmm. Guys, I mean, I I'm jacked up to talk about these about these uh, inside linebackers. 
Dusty, if you can run them down for me, I'm not exactly sure who's on the 90 man at the minute. Okay, so who we've got? Because who I, I don't pay a lot of attention. To that. Who I've got, uh, and Sarah, you can correct me if I'm wrong because I know you looked this up as well. Um, we've got Blake Martinez, Oren Burks, Ty Summers, James Crawford, and Curtis Bolton. So there's currently five. If unless I'm missing, am I missing someone, Sarah? That's who I had as okay. well. Uh, and if I can ask you guys, where did the Packers 53 man stand at the beginning of last year? They had they started the year with four. So they started the year last year uh, with Blake Martinez, Oren Burks, Antonio Morrison, and James Crawford as their four inside linebackers at the beginning of last year. Okay. Uh, I mean, we can't let's let's do some rundown because let's be honest, we all we all love Big Blake. Well, uh, I take that back. Uh, Twitter does not love Big Blake. I'm, I love I Big am Blake. fine with Big Blake. Okay. Yeah, me too. That's good. Good to know. Everybody likes it. Like I, I think he's, he's just, like he's a sound linebacker, and I like having that. I like having a guy who's good in the run, good in the pass, will be able to make tackles. And I know everybody says that he, you know, over tackle. He like he, you know, runs past things. He does. I'm sorry, the man makes tackles. You can tell me that it's because the defense missed things. You can tell me it's because he didn't do it. No. I'm like, when you lead the league in tackles, you're doing something right. Mm-hmm. He's, I mean, he's good and he's good in coverage. I mean, that's the thing. Like, he's good in coverage, pretty good in coverage. Against the run, he's fine. Like, he gets washed out against some of the bigger guys. Like, he doesn't have that kind of uh, athleticism or size to kind of overcome some of that stuff. And so he needs kind of clear lanes, and he does kind of over-pursue at times. But... Listen, man, I mean, we're talking about a guy, he he, go, he goes and gets guys, which, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he's coming off the backs of some not great guys, especially the later years of A.J. Hawk. Uh, and Hawk would just kind of sit back and tackle people after they got a first down. Um, and Blake Martinez <laughs> does not do that. So uh, by by comparison, he's a, he's a step up. So I don't I don't love him. I don't think I love him, but he's he's fine. I like Blake Martinez just fine. Yeah, I think when you said, like, I'm fine with him, that's pretty much how I yeah. feel as well. I think he's steady. You know what you're going to get. You pretty much get that. He starts pretty 32 games in the last two seasons, so he's there almost all the time. You get pretty much the same thing each time. And there's never been a time where I've been royally pissed off at him or just royally amazed with him. Like, sometimes I'm like, oh, yeah, he played a great game yada 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 but overall it's each year he's been on the team i'm like okay he's consistent he's decent player and i can't really complain about what i see did you just yada 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 <laughs> martinez's like career pretty much <laughs> well, i'm just curious I, like there's not no his career, i respect you him did. i meant the yada 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 was in the most respectful way possible <laughs> It wasn't a negative yada yada yada. Sometimes it, there is one of those, but it I was mentioned the lobster bisque. <laughs> but it was just like you know, everybody knows. You see it, you get it. There you go. No, like, I agree. You're, like, you're not expecting him to be Luke Keekley. You're not expecting him to be the most dynamic middle linebacker. But out of the middle linebackers that we do have on the team, like he is legit. Like he. He's the guy that you're you're banking on this 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 team like you want him to be the guy that's going to take control uh, and that leads us right into Oren Burks because man 
he has shown some things preseason. He has shown some athletic bursts. And, like, if he can be that guy that just compliments Blake Martinez, they make a hell of a tandem. Mm -hmm. He was injured most of last year, so it was very, very disappointing first season for a third-round draft pick. But, man, I... I I feel like I'm I'm way too I don't I don't know the best terminologies but I'm like just over invested in him of mm-hmm. like I I just want this to work like I want him to be so good. Uh, by the way, congratulations to Oren Burke because he just got married. And if you have not seen that, go ahead and check it out on Twitter because that dude out kicked his coverage. <laughs> Holy crap! He's but, also he's also a good looking man. Let's put it out there. Oh, yeah, also very, a good looking man. He is a very good looking man. Um but still. Good job on him. What are your <laughs> what are your guys' thoughts on Oren Burks like like the professional player on the field? I think he definitely, like you were saying, has the potential to be something. And I know he was hurt for most of last season. But from what we've seen and the sparks that he's been able to provide here and there, it's really, really exciting. And I think that if he's able to play to his full ability, he can really free up Blake Martinez then on the blitz. And that's where he sometimes can really, really provide great plays. So like you said, the two of them, if they're both able to stay healthy and play, you know, the best of their ability, really, then I think it's going to be a great combo between the two of them. There's a lot of potential there, but again, he was hurt a lot of last season. Can he stay healthy this season is a big question. I really hope he does because I'm really excited about him as well. And I don't want to get too hyped up about him before, you know, I see anything, but from my gut tells me this is a good season for him. And I think the two of them together is just going to be a killer combo. Yeah. I mean, he's, I mean, you guys, you guys said it all very well. Uh, He's a, he's a guy like you. I'm trying not to get too hyped up. He's a guy you can dream on. You look at, uh, you look at how he looks when he's out there. You look at his athleticism. You think about what he could do, and like if he puts it all together, man, he could be a, like he could be a dude. He could be just a guy that just is tremendous, a difference maker on that defense. Come out of the gates flying, he could be incredible. But like I feel like I've seen this a whole bunch of times before. You get those guys, and they just they don't put it all together. Sometimes they do, and a lot of times they don't. And so I, I'm trying to stay optimistic. Uh, they say, I mean, you guys mentioned it. You didn't see the field much of last year because of injuries. Uh, so I'm hoping that once he can see the field and he stays healthy, uh, he can put it together. Um, he does have that profile where I believe he can, but I'm I'm trying to stay low on him because every time I get high in him, I'm like, he could be a difference maker. He's the key that unlocks his defense. And if he just never puts it together, it's going to break my heart. So... Uh, you can certainly see the promise, but I'm at this point I'm not banking on it. But if he does put it together, he, he could be huge for the defense. I still remember there was a play last preseason where he snuck through the line of scrimmage untouched and just blew up the running back in the backfield. And I remember saying, "I'm like, oh my god, this is going to be amazing. This is going to be amazing." It's a uh, so Dusty, I absolutely agree with you. You just have to temper that excitement. And realize the preseason of preseason, you need to see those things in the regular season now from him. Like, he is a third-round draft pick. He is somebody that needs to prove that he is worthy of being on the field. Because after him, there's nothing. There's nothing. (laughs) Honestly, we'll we'll run through it, but there is literally nothing. We have a seventh-round draft pick in Ty Summers. 
who's an athletic line athletic linebacker, but nothing. He's a he's a seventh round draft pick. James Crawford, Curtis Bolden. I mean, honestly, I would, the the Packers have not invested in this position in a long time. And um, yeah. a lot of teams don't. I mean, this is definitely one of those positions that a lot of teams don't really. It's it's a kind of a devalued position, a bit, which I get, especially in this age of kind of hybrid. Going to get those hybrid safety linebackers. Um, I mean, I guess that's a guy. If Josh Jones is around, uh, he he kind of profiles with some of this, I guess. But uh, it's it's just not a position a lot of guys, uh, a lot of teams put a whole lot of stock in. I don't think. Nah, that's not true. That's not true. There's Devin Bush who was pick number ten. Yeah, he's going to be a bust. Oh, shut up. I wanted him to do the... He, uh... If Devin... Uh, yeah, no, no, no. no. Don't, don't even start with that. That dude's gonna be a baller, and I wish he was on the Packers. That was my... That was my dream crush for the draft this year. And as soon as there was a trade to... As soon as number 10 was a trade to the Pittsburgh Steelers, I, I like... I didn't start sobbing. <laughs> no, nobody should ever do that during the NFL draft. But I was like, oh no, this is. There's I a know, single tear running down your face. I, I knew what was happening. I was like, God damn it! Like he would have been perfect to run around right next to Blake Martinez. Like that would have been a great pick. But Rashawn Gary is going to be even better. So we'll we'll mm-hmm. be good. We'll mm-hmm. be good. Mm-hmm. Any uh, Sarah? Do you have any other comments on the rest of the uh, undrafted free agents and? Crawford, who, you know, used to run with the special teams. Like, is Crawford going to jump tie Summers? I mean. I don't think so. I think Summers, I mean, I don't know too much about either one of them. Just because what we were saying, there hasn't been much. But I think um, Summers is slightly better than Crawford. I think his ability is a little more unique. So, I think he might jump him, but I see both of them remaining on the roster, but then I don't see Bolton making the final one. I see him being more of a practice squad guy. Yeah, and yeah, Summers is a guy, again, athletic profile, a guy you can dream on, but, I mean, he was drafted in the seventh round for a reason. Uh, mm-hmm. and you get those kind of, like, him and Crawford, I feel like I feel like both of them probably make it, but, yeah, probably a little more special teamers, and I, I don't know. Like, Summers is a guy... That again, if he put some of this stuff together, could be a huge value. I just don't know that he's going to. So yeah, it's it's Martinez. You hope Burks breaks, and then you have two other guys that maybe something's there. But I honestly don't think there's much. Yeah, and that's honestly that's scary because you have Blake Martinez, and we have no clue what the hell Oren Burks is going to be. And it was injured for most of last year, and, and that, so if that but- crops up as a concern. So basically, you have Blake Martinez with the Packers as an inside linebacker, and you got nothing else. Like you got guys you hope are going to be something. Yeah. That's actually, honestly, if you look at the entire defense, inside linebacker is very much the most scary position of we don't have a lot. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know. I don't want to say I don't care because it's important. It is important. Oh. Uh, all pieces of the defense are important, Steve. But if you're going to pick like a position to where like, I don't know, man, we've only got two guys who seem like they're pretty good. I'd rather be there than like legitimately anywhere else on the defense. I'd rather be there than cornerback 
or safety or defensive line. Because if let's think, if you've got a defensive line, and what I hope, and I was kind of saying this last year and it didn't quite work out that way, but if you've got a defensive line that the Packers have the pieces that the defensive line have, and if they can open holes, you don't need insane linebackers to kind of close that gap. You need guys who can play their positions and can shoot gaps, and that's what you need. Now, maybe the Packers have that, maybe they don't, but if you're going to have a kind of weakest position, inside linebacker is not the worst place in the world to have that. I feel like you like inside linebackers more than I do, Steve, because you really like tackle numbers, and I don't care even a little bit about tackle numbers. No, so I feel life. like that's what it is. I feel like that's exactly what I see your face. I see what you're doing right now. God, God damn it, Dustin. No, I do I do care about uh, – I, I want to swear on this podcast so bad. You just it did. You just yeah, did. I was going to say too late. <laughs> no, no, God damn it, it's not a swear. No, no. Well, if anything, Dusty has to, like, throw in the, like – what did you put in a whistle or something for swears? Uh no, but I can. We've talked no, about a slide I'm, whistle. I'm good with what I just said. I don't really care that much. Fair. If I drop an if I drop an f bomb, you can go ahead and drop a whistle in there. Feel yes, free. But no, I. That's a very important position. If you look back at like all the, the the really really good defenses in the past 10, 15 years, they've got somebody in the middle who is outstanding. Who can run the defense? Who can make sure that everybody's in the right position? You, I love Blake Martinez, but that's not the dude. That is not the guy that just runs the defense. Like you want the Luke Keekly. Like that's the guy you want. In there the is like legitimately a single Luke Keekly. There is a single Luke Keekly. There's no I, one else. So you're telling me there's no other good line, middle linebackers in the. I'm saying and, if I'm saying if you want like an elite guy, those guys don't exist very much, and then you have to pay them and draft them high, and the Packers simply are not going to do that. And I don't have an issue with them not doing that. If you okay, <laughs> let's say okay, let's let's for the sake of all this, let's look at some other guys that the Packers currently have on defense, shall we? Because they have uh, Rayshon Gary, Zadarius Smith, who are going to kind of rotate probably line outside. They could play, they could rotate inside in a pinch. If you need them to, like you, you can, I think you can mask that. You've even got like Kendall Donerson who like, I don't know, man, that dude's athletic. Just maybe try that guy inside for a little bit. If you want to, they had Clay Matthews playing inside for a little bit inside. Did again, you, did you say Kendall Donerson is an, sure. oh. Hey man, not out of, not as a full time, but what I'm saying is, is if the, again, I don't, I'm not saying that, that, that position is worthless, but I'm saying if you're going to have a weak position in your defense inside linebacker is the absolute least of my concerns because you can rotate guys in, you can mask that a little bit more than you can mask like legitimately anywhere else on the field on the defense. I'm not saying it's not important. I am saying it is the least important part of the defense. I believe to have a weak spot doesn't really concern me like slightly concerned, but if we're talking about edge rushers, which we have been for like the past three years, that's a bigger concern to me inside linebackers. I don't care. It's fine. They address the edge rushers. They need a freaking inside linebacker. That's fine. Maybe they'll do it next year. They're fine. I think there's. I think they're. I think they're good enough. I think they can mask it. I don't think it's as big a deal as you think. Let's say hypothetically, which I hope this doesn't happen, but I'm just saying, what if Blake Martinez gets hurt? Sure. Then, like, what happens from there? Like, do you? Raven Green. Raven Green is your inside linebacker. They'll be fine. They just. They doesn't. They'll throw another guy at it. Yeah. No. I think they've got guys (laughs) who can fill that in a pinch. I don't think that's the end of the world. I think you can rotate guys. I think you can mask that a bit. You I don't have, think it's you the apparently world. think the Packers 
legit have some, if Blake Martinez goes down, they have somebody on the roster that can legit fill his role. You got three to four guys you can rotate around that do a fine enough job, and that defensive line does work, and then it's fine. Again, I'm not saying I feel like I feel like you are twisting what I'm saying. I am not saying that that is that that position does not matter. I'm not saying you don't need anything with the inside linebacker position. I am saying that a slight that a weakness there does not overly concern me in the way it would somewhere else. If Blake Martinez goes down, that sucks. I'm also not going to go completely like mad and cry like I would if say Adrian Amos went down or That's Jair fair. Alexander went down. That's fair. It's not as important to me as anywhere else on the defense. It's the least important part of the defense to me, not to say that it's like completely like worthless, but just it's not as important. Hmm. So you still do not agree with me. You still no. which is fine. You don't have to agree with me. I don't no, care. No. This okay, the, the you hear me out. Mm. I feel that Blake Martinez is way more important than you are giving him credit for because if he goes down, there's nothing. There's unproven mm-hmm. nothingness. I love Oren Burst, but that dude has proven nothing. Mm-hmm. Everywhere else, I feel everywhere else, you have depth. You have multiple people in positions that are if, if somebody goes down, they are ready to step up and succeed. If if Blake Martinez goes down, the Packers have nothing. Yeah. Eh. Eh. It's it's not great. Oh my god! It's not the best situation in the world. I'm also I, maybe it's just maybe I'm feeling good tonight, Steve. Maybe I'm feeling good. <laughs> it does it does it's not a big concern for me at the moment. Do you have spe- like special birthday whiskey or bourbon you got going on? I got some stuff. You got some stuff. <laughs> None of you. That's none of your concerns, Steve. None of my business. I, uh, yeah, I got you. But honestly, like that, I feel like that's a huge concern because I, I, I legit really enjoy the Packers' defense right now. But I feel inside linebacker is the weakest point in the entire Packers' defense. And if Blake goes down, man, they got nothing. I, I love Orrin Burks, but. He hasn't proven anything in the NFL, which is something you have to do. And the other guys got nothing either. I think I'm riding the high from the rest of the defense. I don't care. It doesn't. It's not a big deal for me. It does not. Sarah, the, middle, you, the middle of the field means nothing to you? No, I just think they've got enough guys that can rotate in and out. I think they've got guys. the middle and nobody we, to cover him makes no Steve, difference. Are you, putting on, are you putting on boxing gloves right now? Sarah, do you see it? He's taping his hands. Steve is taping his hands right now. Yeah, I see that. Looks like it's warming up. You will lose. (laughs) Get some air punches in. He's so mad. He is so mad. He's so mad. (laughs) Sarah, do you have any thoughts on this so it's not just me and Steve yelling at each other? I think it's, like, I understand what you're saying, how it's not the most, like, you're not concerned about it as much as you would be about another area on the team. I completely understand that. But I also think it is an important position to worry about. So I'm kind of in the middle here. I see what both of you are saying. I feel like this happens a lot. It's I'm a kind of like, hey, well, I see what you're saying, but why don't you try to listen to them and what they're saying? But I definitely nice. think that there is a lack of depth for sure. I am 100% in agreement with Steve on that. But Woo-hoo. <laughs> but I also understand but. what Dusty is saying. Wow, I do have to kind of lean with Steve on this one because I just think there is that lack of depth. And I mean, 
there just hasn't been that moment where any of the remaining linebackers have really proved something to me, like significantly, where I'm like, okay, I'd be comfortable with them doing that. But who knows? Let's hope we don't have to worry about this situation. These are all hypotheticals, but we'll see, I guess. Here's my here's my larger thought process, I think, and then and then we can drop it probably, is that um I, I think my mindset is if I'm concerned about the inside linebacker spot on the defense and like not really anywhere else, then I'm not really that concerned. It's not great, but if that's like, oh no, man, the inside linebacker spot looks a bit weak and everywhere else looks like some of it like legitimately stacked, then those concerns are not huge. That's that's where I'm coming from. That is where I'm coming from. If Blake Martinez goes down, the defense will suffer. But it won't suffer in the same way that if we had a single edge rusher and he went down, the defense would. That's my larger point. Fair. I, I see your point, and I still say it's stupid. That's fair. <laughs> that's fair. I don't like your face, so here we are. <laughs> well... You know, it is, it is what it is. My face is not going to change, Jesse. <laughs> Wouldn't it be so a typical podcast for us if you two didn't severely disagree about something? Uh, that's true. I, that true. Uh, you know, I, I've had several cocktails, and I almost called them a whole with the whole version of it tonight. So, honestly, I'm very, very congratulations on your restraint, mm-hmm. Steve. Very mm-hmm. proud of you. I know. I know. All right, so we have officially addressed the inside linebacker position. I do want to talk to you guys. The Madden team ratings are out, and nobody cares what Madden team's ratings are, but Twitter has been freaking out because the Packers are apparently tied for third. They have been given an 87 rating. That's insane. I... I love the Packers and I love Madden, but what the hell, guys? Like, yeah, I what the hell? I just could not believe that when I saw that. And like you said, it's not like I'm. I hate the Packers. I love the Packers. I have stuff hanging in my room. I wear shirts almost every day. But this is a little bit ridiculous. Like, I feel like this team with a new offense. New coaches, new coaching, I can't speak. New coaches yeah. in several areas. How are we going to say that they're going to be this great? That they're going to be tied for third with their with their overall rating? I feel like that is just a huge jump to make. Do I hope we are that good? Absolutely. Do I think right now in this very moment that we are that good? No. So this is just a little weird to me. And... I understand why people were confused about it because even as a fan, I am just as confused, to be honest. And uh, Steve, I don't know how the breakdown works. If it's if you got like offense, defense stuff, I don't dig too deep into the the stuff. But I just think of like from the offensive side of the ball, you've got. And we were just talking about some of the inside linebackers. Like you can dream on that guy. I feel like there's a lot of guys in the offense that way. You've got some second year guys that you like. You've got Devontae Adams, and then second year guys that you hope make the jump. You've got uh, an aging Jimmy Graham who didn't do much last year, and Mercedes Lewis who did next to nothing last year, and then a rookie tight end and a second year tight end that you hope makes the jump. Like you've got like a, quite a few guys like that. So again, I'm optimistic on the team. Even then, it seems like there's so many question marks as far as like, well, I hope this guy takes a step forward. I 
that it, it is it seems very very high even so the football outsiders put out their um their almanac their their football outsiders almanac and they do their projections for the year um the packers projection for wins and i think this is low they usually trend a little low is 8.6 for this next year with like a 44 percent chance of making the playoffs i feel like that's low but i also feel like that's kind of more in line with uh what the general perception of this team is with like sarah said all the changes that have gone in so for a third place madden rank that's bonkers I mean, they they were tied with a couple other teams, but this was my overwhelming thought. I know it's un- we we all agree it's unbelievably high, but with Ted Thompson, you had you knew you were going to have about four or five undrafted free agents that were going to be making that team, right? Like mm-hmm. that's legit. Like you yes. knew you knew that was what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. With Gutekunst, I feel like the roster is stronger because he is going to have people on that team. He may have to pay him a little bit more, but he's going to have guys on that team that are supposed to be there. They're not going to be the undrafted free agent guys that you all of a sudden are like, oh, who the hell is this guy? Oh, he made the team? Some weird-ass undrafted free agent cornerback? Oh, okay, yeah, sure, sure. I feel like we hey, we've talked about this before, haven't we, Steve? About didn't we have like an undrafted free agent? We were kind of talking about who we thought was going to make the team. I think you actually said none this year. I did. I did do old none. Yeah, we talked, and, and I think we talked about that at that point as well. That there is this is kind of that. It's where, where do you? Yeah, it's not just the flashy guys. It's kind of where do you make your improvements? How do you make those improvements? And it, it is. I do think that's part of it. I mean, uh, <laughs> Thompson, they probably don't get Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith. They certainly don't do both, which means this year you probably go in with maybe they keep Nick Perry, and then it's still maybe Reggie Gilbert and Donerson, or maybe you draft Burns or something who's a lower Madden rating. Like it's a, it's a, it's a very good point, Steve, as far as that, like some of that roster building helping with that. It just, I, I think the 87 that the Packers got is just a, a really good sign for Packers fans. I don't know if I'm I'm there yet. You've got to be excited because people in the outside world look at the Packers roster. They look at the entire team that they have, and they say, "Wow, this that that team is actually really talented." It's been a long ass time. Like I feel like Aaron Rodgers has lifted that rating up for a long time. And now it is starting to finally be a lot more top heavy as opposed to just Aaron Rodgers. I don't I mean, I don't know if you guys understand what I'm getting yeah, at. No, yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah, it might not be necessarily depth. It might not be like one through fifty three is talented, but you've got like Kenny Clark who's got a high number and you've got you've got those like like you said, the top heavy is a very good way to put it. You've got these guys who kind of raise that a bit. Rodgers is there, Kenny Clark is there, Devontae Adams is there. Bakhtiari is there. Like, they all of a sudden are like, oh. Aaron Jones. I haven't seen Aaron Jones' rating. I assume he's up a bit, yeah. Well, he's not He's not even up as, as much as you would think. He's, I think, I, last I saw he was at like an 81. Where do I sign the petition, Steve? Do you have the petition going already to raise Aaron Jones up a little bit? Or how does this work? I'm supposed to be outraged. I'm supposed to be we'll, outraged we'll by Madden there. ratings. We'll get, we'll get him there. So the Madden thing kind of wants to go into what Jair said into the Journal Sentinel. I don't know if you guys saw this, mm-hmm. but man, I freaking love this guy because <laughs> what he came out and said in the Journal Sentinel, year two, I want to be an all pro. Everything else will take care of itself. 
There are big words for small minds, but you know I ain't tripping. All pro it is. Like, oh my god, that's that's amazing. That's that's mm-hmm. exactly what you want a cornerback to like. That's the mentality you want him to have because cornerbacks are going to get burned. It's going to happen. But man, that's exactly what you want a guy to to be thinking, right? Absolutely. Oh, I mean, that was. Oh, when he got drafted, that was a thing. Is like, man, listen, he's got skills. He knows what he's doing, but he's that swagger. Yeah. It's like he's gonna like he's bringing that swagger to the defense the Packers have not had in forever, and I love that he's not letting up. Just yeah, and he's just he's consistently and always been himself, and I think that's awesome when you see mm-hmm. his personality shine through his game and in every moment in an interview like that on the field. So it's just really great. I've loved that about him from the start and so to see him come in that hyped for year two is just amazing and I think everyone that follows the Packers is super excited about what he's going to do this year and just hearing him say that just kind of hyped me up even more well it's 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 super exciting did you guys see the Chris Sims interview with Aaron Rodgers on the field not on the field but on the golf course I saw part of it yeah I saw pieces I didn't watch the whole thing uh, best way to describe it, um, hmm. he, he he dips into family, he dips into football, so it's it's very interesting. Just kind of watch the whole thing because it's literally when Rogers is on the Celebrity Pro Am, so he is on the golf course in California. I think you just heard my dog there as well, but he's literally on the Celebrity Golf Am and. He's dipping into family issues as to if that's where Rogers got his touch. <laughs> so we, uh, it was like his, his, his throwing his up. It was very whatever, awkward. Yeah. But then just kind of jumps into where he learned how to make a lot of the throws that he was making. And uh, my God, like you guys need to watch this because I love Aaron Rodgers and I love Brett Favre and he is just complimenting Brett Favre as to how he learned how to make these throws, foot position in the right way. Oh my god. Tell tell me I'm wrong. Is this was that not awesome for you? Well it's cool hearing him say it. I mean it's been for years now, has been the um the whole Rodgers doesn't throw with his feet on the ground, which is how he avoids like, you know, some of those injuries or whatever, or kinda of how Favre has avoided some of those injuries as well. It was kinda of he throws and his arm strength was so good he would throw with neither of his feet planted or one of his feet planted or something like that. And that's, that was always a, kind of the comparison. And at times it would feel almost like a lazy comparison just because, well, both these guys played for the Packers. So, you know, let's compare these guys. Um, but there were, you do see those similarities. And that is interesting that it's not just, I mean, obviously we've heard, you know, multiple, multiple times from, uh, you know, McCarthy remade Rogers delivery from, uh, from when he was in Cal or Tedford to when he came into the NFL. And the, you know, some of those mechanical things were very obvious to see if you saw even just the way Rogers held the ball in college, for example, up by his ear hole, the, the kind of the Tedford thing. Um, uh, but to kind of hear him talk about, uh, the unconventional <laughs> way, the non McCarthy, the kind of, uh, the odd Favre stuff that only Favre and apparently now Rogers can pull off kind of really learning that from him, uh, that is interesting to hear because um, that is something kind of been speculated about for a while. So, yeah. But that was yeah, I cool. think the whole development of their relationship has been something that's been really interesting to see over the years and how they there was so much tension when Rodgers first came to Green Bay and then there was the mutual respect of each other and then they became friends and now it seems like they're super close and that they talk 
pretty much all the time. And I know Rogers has said that they golf together and that they hang out and he really considers him like family. And I think that's amazing to see that transition and that they were able to, despite, you know, all the crap that, that they had to go through and that, you know, words were said and what fans were saying and just everything that they can now be so close and have that respect for each other is just insane. I think that they're both so talented and the fact that Rodgers is able to take away so much from him is obviously a huge reason why he's the player that he is today. So to kind of hear him give that credit back to Favre is always really cool. It's kind of that, you know, passing of the torch and it's just always been something that I've enjoyed seeing. And now it's really cool to just look back and, see how far they've come and I think you know that kind of mentorship will always be there no matter how close they get so it's just really interesting Mm -hmm. to look and hear about well the thing with them is always kind of that personality that personality is so different and that was the clashes at the beginning and so and we kind of talked about this before as well Rogers is always kind of Little cagey. I know a lot of people think of him as, as arrogant, which I think. Hold on, I can't. I can't find the quote for the life of me. The quote I've heard about Aaron Rodgers being arrogant is, "Of course, Aaron Rodgers is arrogant. You don't attempt some of the throws that he that he attempts that I can complete." Better be arrogant. arrogant. Um, yeah, but absolutely. you you if you're if you're a quarterback of the NFL, you need to be arrogant, or you or you're out of here. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's, he's his personality is such as not as fun loving, clearly, which is rub people the wrong way. He's just he's a little more cagey. I don't I don't feel like he's at a point in his career or his life where he would call far Farvey or try to uh, make the relationship to be better than it is, uh, just to like just to placate fans or try to make people happy. Like it does seem like they're in a better spot now, which is just which I mean, as we said with all the what was it, the Perlman book that came out about Favre when a lot of these details kind of like very uh, specific details kind of came to light. Um, and that was just a couple of years ago because we're kind of seeing that and seeing like maybe there was still some animosity to where it is now. Yeah, to Sarah's point, it's it's really really cool to see how far they've come in just kind of a relatively short period of time. It's kind of awesome. Well, I think that, that I think that'll put us in a good spot. We can wrap this thing up. But next week, Sarah, can you tell us what's happening next week? The one year episode. <laughs> <laughs> you finally got the date right. You finally got the date right. We will be celebrating next week. This will be the one-year anniversary of the Pack-A-Day podcast. So pretty, pretty exciting stuff. We're, we're really happy, and we will be talking about the Packers quarterback. So uh, as much as Andy is going to really, really hate this, all we're going to do is talk about Aaron Rodgers. I love Aaron Rodgers. Steve, oh. you can't say that now. He's not gonna. He's gonna cancel us next week. He's gonna do the Tim Boyle show no. now. You understand? We're how not this gonna works. talk about Deshaun Kaiser. We are not gonna talk about Tim Boyle. We are gonna be talking about Aaron Rodgers all day for the entire podcast. That is what's happening. Sarah, you're you're in agreement, right? Absolutely. Okay. Who doesn't love to love Aaron Rodgers? Exactly. Next week we'll be talking all Aaron Rodgers for Dusty, for Sarah. I'm Steve. Go pack up. Oh,